chapter 5. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, and verse 21. Lily of the valley. We sing Jesus is the lily of the valley. And Scott is so glad that Steve didn't explain that Jesus isn't literally a flower. But it's an okay song to sing. (laughs) This morning, I said I have a message on my heart and the title of it is Strength is Available. And we're going to start reading in Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw it, he fell at his feet. When he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, And touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Strength is available. That's good news. Because we all find ourselves depleted of strength and and in need of it. There's a healing that is given by way of strength. And I'm probably going to repeat a little bit of what I'm about to say right now. but, But you kind of think about questions that might be coming up or wondering what direction I may be going with this or that. And, and let me say this. I'm not saying that it's God's will that He is going to physically, completely heal everyone. 
of, of what they have and what they go through in this life. And also, let me say from a dangerous doctrine that is out there that I've heard, that if you have enough faith, then God will heal you. And if He didn't heal you, you didn't have enough faith. Never listen to anything like that. That is not the truth. And so maybe, maybe that will help guide us as, as we do consider the healing that the Lord will give. The Lord can heal, and He does do a lot of healing, and He gives strength to those that are weak. Strength is available for you and I, and that is such good news. I found myself in an experience this week. There, there is something about the woman at the well with Jesus that it instantly makes me try to picture the whole scene. And as we considered Jairus taking Jesus to, to his daughter who was at the point of death, and then the crowd gathering around, and then this one in the midst of the crowd that looks like maybe she shouldn't belong there because of her health and condition... It, it just made me try to get a picture of it in my mind. Not that I tried, but it, it's just something that kind of naturally happened. And, and, and maybe that'll happen for you and I today. It, it might be as close as we ever get to the Holy Land for some of us. But, but then again, it might be closer than what the Holy Land looks like today in a commercialized state by, by having a picture of it from the Word of God. So maybe we would just like to imagine ourselves in that crowd as Jesus was passing through to go to this little girl. It's easy to think about how exciting it might be if, if there in that day and time we could walk up to someone's little residence, whatever they lived in, and just ask them for testimony of what they've witnessed of a miracle, the miracles that Jesus performed. And that, you know, that sounds exciting to be something that uh, maybe if we could have done it. Or, or to walk on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, or, or to be able to walk through Capernaum and you know, that's on, that's on the coast of the Sea of Galilee and the, the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. And, you know, Capernaum, Jesus was so familiar and so frequently went to Capernaum that Capernaum was referred to as his own city. And so, therefore, there were large crowds of people who would gather around and would would be gathered for the passing of Jesus as he would come through town and Jesus would walk through the midst of them and he he would have his disciples with him in this case he had Jairus that he was walking with through the town and and we read early in the text that that Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue and he was seeking Jesus because his daughter was very ill. She was uh, even at the point of death. And he came to Jesus and he, he begged Jesus to go back with him. To, that he could take him to his daughter before it was too late. And so Jesus is on the way to the house. And Jesus passes through the crowd. And you, and you, might, 
You might picture, you know, entire families there to see Jesus pass through, father, mother, and, and, and children even. But, but as I started alluding to, maybe, maybe this woman, this woman with the issue of blood, this woman who had a disease, maybe she stood out. As I kind of pictured it, I, I thought about how, you know, maybe she looked like she shouldn't be there. Maybe she looked like someone who needed medical attention, who needed to be laying in a bed. But there she was in the midst of them. And she wasn't trying to avoid the crowd or keep from getting run over. She was, she was right there invested in it. And, and she was walking and she was trying to, to make her way to Jesus. She was following Him and she was pressing through people to try to get to Him. I wonder how much she stood out to people. I wonder who might have noticed that, you know. Having an issue of blood and losing blood, maybe she was pale somewhat. You know, maybe she looked kind of feeble. Maybe her hands were shaky. Maybe she seemed a little anxious. Definitely looked a little worn from a 12-year disease that she had. But she is right in the middle of the commotion and the fast activity. And she wants to be there. She has a look of determination. She has an eagerness to be there and to get to Jesus. Pushing her way through the people the best she can to get to Jesus. Makes you wonder how many people noticed her. She's suffering from a disease which probably the, the, the talk around was it just can't be healed. She's been to many physicians and she spent her time and invested there and, and, and her money there and she couldn't be healed by any of the doctors. She probably looked like someone who ought to be at home instead of wading through such a big crowd. A disease which cannot be cured. That's probably what was said about her after 12 years. She's been stricken with this issue in her body. Twelve long, miserable years. Uh, a chronic hemorrhage going on in her. And, and there's been no cure for the disease. No relief. No improvement. She's actually suffering worse at this point than she did before she went to the doctors. Everything that they could do for her, and she's worse. She's struggling. She's suffering. And some would say, this is my lot in life. I'm going to be this way for the rest of my life. And according to the way I tried to shake things up when I started, sometimes that happens in our lives. Sometimes we have to deal with that. And it's not that God can't heal. God has the power to heal anything. But, but it is that way sometimes. But some people just throw an absolute cloak over it and that's it. That's the way it's going to be. She followed after Jesus. To catch up with Jesus. And she says, if I may 
Touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Is that a perfect faith? You know, I mean, she's going to the perfect one, but is, is our faith perfect? Well, well, no, our faith isn't perfect. Her faith wasn't perfect. I talked about faith Wednesday night, and I talked about how we can have more faith, and we can grow in faith, and, and we should, and, and, and that's a good thing. But that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Her thought was pretty simple. As we consider her and, 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 and maybe what she was going through and, and thinking, she says, if I could touch his clothes, I could be healed. I'm not going to sit here and think that she was tempted maybe in the past by some, something superstitious. It, it, it makes you think that, you know, where did all that come from? That if I could just touch his clothes, I could be healed. You know, is, I mean, is there some selfishness in this possibly? Is she really thinking about the glory of God, that God receiving credit and God be magnified by her healing? Or is she just really bogged down and consumed concerning this disease? And, and it's been a dead end every which way. And she hears about Jesus and, and that He can heal. And she runs to be healed. Is her faith perfect? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think any of our, any of our faith is, is completely perfect. But her faith is real sincere, obviously. And her faith is in the right person. But all in all, whatever the case, she believes if she can touch the clothes of Jesus, that something will happen. That something good can happen that hadn't happened anywhere else that she's been before. And so maybe it's a trembling hand she reaches out with as she looks to touch his clothes, the garment of Jesus. And she does. And just like that, she is healed. Maybe... Maybe being worn from the disease, maybe she leaned over in weakness, and maybe all of a sudden she could stand straight up. Maybe, maybe as, as we would read it in the Word of God, she was so moved inside just knowing she was healed and knowing where it came from. Maybe she had that pale skin I was talking about, and all of a sudden she had color to her skin. Whatever the case, she's been instantly cured and she knows Jesus has given the healing. Has she, has she looked to step away and walk off? I'm jumping ahead, but let me jump down here and, and read this because, because when he looked around and he saw her which had done this thing, the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. She was close enough to touch him. And then when he saw her, she came and fell down before him. Was she trying to slip away? Was she, did she think she was getting in there and stealing some strength and, and just getting away from the crowd? 
Well, if that be the case, if she's trying to walk away, Jesus stopped that and he's looking for a witness. He's, he's looking, he calls her for a witness. The one whose 12-year nightmare is over from the physical condition that she had been through. You know, she, she had no idea we'd be sharing this tonight. She had no idea this would become Scripture. Maybe she was slipping away thinking no one would know about it. As if this is some stolen strength from the Savior. But, Jesus asks, who touched my clothes? Do you think He already knew? Jesus knew. But He asks, who touched my clothes? The disciples think it's so strange that He's asking this question because there's so many people in the crowd and how many people have grazed Him? How many people have touched Him, you know, as, as they've passed by and, and a multitude of people around? Why are you asking this question, Jesus? Look at everyone that's around. But He asked the question, Who touched my clothes? The disciples don't know what he's meaning here because we see the whole thing. And what he's meaning is who reached out by faith to be healed and and they touched me to be healed. Who was that? Several touched him, I'm sure, through the crowd, but only one touched him in that certain way. And Jesus knew it happened. And we know that. But at that point, when Jesus asked that, she knows that Jesus knew it happened. Maybe she thought it was a robbery and a clean getaway, but there was a witness. And that witness is calling for her witness. Now, she is to testify after her healing. The Savior is calling for a testimony from the healed woman. A public testimony before others. And she holds nothing back. Look at the end of verse 33. After he looked around and about to see her that had done this thing. But the, the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She, she came down fearing and trembling before him about what she did. Is she expecting reprimand possibly here? She got... She was baffled if she was. Because in verse 34, And he said unto her, Daughter, I'm thinking tonight about those who don't go to Jesus. Maybe even children of God who, who don't take their, their, their trouble to Jesus or don't, don't go to Jesus for the strength that He can give. 
and the healing that he can give. She fell down before him, fearing and trembling, and he calls her daughter and tells her that she's healed. Whether it was a mustard seed of faith size or whatever, she put her faith in Jesus to heal her, and he did. And he calls her daughter. He's fine with it. He wanted to heal her. He wants to give healing to our lives. In many different ways, we could talk about the healing that Jesus wants to give. She came and she touched Him with faith. And He healed her. And I just wonder... I was talking to someone after church about different places we can get in our Christian life and our walk with the Lord. Whatever various kinds of healing we can talk about and think about tonight, beyond physical healing, there's other healing we need. People need their hearts to be healed. People need healing of the mind. There's healing that is needed in marriages. There's all kinds of healing that needs to take place. Not just physical healing. But let me say this about physical healing. And that is, we're, we're really missing the mark. If we're leaving out that God can reverse a physical situation in our, in our, in our life, and our health, He can do it. I've heard testimonies of him doing it. And he he gives measures of healing all the time. All healing comes from him. We imagined her possibly having the thought of stealing some strength. But Jesus wants to give that. Our Lord and Savior wants to give us strength in our time of need, in our trouble that we go through. It's something that He wants to do. Stealing strength. Was she stealing strength? You know, what I will say is that we are robbing ourselves if we're not going to Jesus with our need, in our weakness. In our time of trouble for the healing that we need. Uh, Healing. Healing of the heart. We need that so much. And we will sit and, and just go through the existence of the hurt in our heart without taking it to Jesus. Why would we do that? Jesus loves to heal. He loves to give that. What other healing might we think of? How about about healing from worry? I was just talking to someone about the sermon. This morning's sermon was great. But how about last Sunday morning's sermon? Take no thought for your life. Maybe somebody needed some healing from worry. And it was good to hear a sermon on it because that's what we need. Have we left and, and has it been a week and we, we've been 
we've been shaken a little bit, but, but not moved to go to Jesus with that worry for healing. We're not going to be perfect in that area. Every single one of us are going to do that from time to time. But is there a continual habitual worry that's going on and we hear that message and we don't take it to Jesus? If we do, He has healing for us. He'll give healing from, for that. We need to touch Jesus by the hand of faith. And we can be forgiven from, for our worry. We can be healed. He gives healing in the marriage. He gives healing when, when we just can't seem to keep our minds in the right place. It's, it's wonderful to know a personal Savior who wants to give healing to His children. When we go without it, it's going to hinder our purpose in life that we're to be fulfilling every day. It hinders us from serving Him to a greater ability and a greater capacity. And He wants that to happen. He wants us to live for His his glory. And if something is causing weakness in our lives, we have a message here in the Word of God that tells us to take it to Jesus for, for just the right measure of healing that He has for us, whatever the case may be. You know, in some things, He may give an absolute, complete healing, a, a, certain, a certain area of our lives. He can give complete healing, and, and, and He will, and He does. One day, we're all going to be completely healed of everything when we go to glory in heaven with the Lord. There is coming a day for complete healing, there's always the possibility of some complete healing in certain areas of our life. But, but, not, but if not in full, there, there's a measure of healing we can consider tonight that, that Jesus gives in different ways now. Pastor mentioned the Paul with his thorn in the flesh and the sufficient grace that the Lord has for us. Paul asked for that thorn to be removed. That's the healing that he wanted. That's the healing that he asked for. And, and God said no, but let me say it this way. In a way, he also said yes. Because though he didn't take the thorn away, he had sufficient grace for Paul that he was going to be able to persevere even though the thorn stayed. The thorn brought about an effect, but the sufficient grace brought about a greater effect in his life. And he was able to live for the glory of God. There was a healing that took place in that. 
because he learned that he could walk in the grace of God and he could continually learn to live with that thorn and live for God's glory. Fanny J. Crosby pops in my mind. And I've never read her life story. I, I've heard that some people have changed her life story to make it sound better. I don't know all the details of it. I, I know she was blind. Did she ever ask the Lord to take away her blindness? I, I haven't read that uh, personal bit as to whether she did or not. Obviously, he didn't take it away. And she wrote truths in song that has blessed so many Christians for years and years and years. Testimony, writing testimony and devotion and truth in the form of song. Healing may be complete or it may be a, a type of healing, a measure of healing that God gives so we can persevere through all things. As Brother Steve mentioned before, one of the songs we sang tonight, maybe there's a sinner in need of healing tonight. And where we don't know what He's going to do with us in a physical situation where we would love to be completely healed, He, he can, He might, He might not. But when it comes to the sinner coming to Jesus to be healed from their sins, we absolutely know by the Word of God what He's going to do. He is going to give you salvation. He is going to take away the penalty of sin completely and you're not going to pay it. And He's going to be healing us from the power of sin. Power is not, that sin is not going to be able to have power to, to dominate and reign over us. It's our fault if it does, because God's making progress with His children in this life that we are being saved from the power of sin. He's giving some healing. And then there's the ultimate healing that we are going to be saved from the presence of sin one day. It, it, it all starts, whether you're at home, whether you're in a store or at the park, or whether you're sitting in church and you understand that you're a sinner and that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried and raised again, and you trust in Him personally in that moment of your life to save you from your sins, you are absolutely healed from the penalty of sin. Your home is in heaven. We know the healing that is going to happen for you by the Word of God. Praise the Lord for a guaranteed, definite, absolute healing by salvation in Jesus Christ. And we talked to, we've talked about how fine Jesus is with healing. He's, he's seeking you tonight if you are not saved. He is seeking to save you. If, if you kind of think that you just came to church and started making a little progress in church, made a little connections and kind of had a little comfort and thought, yeah, now I'm good with God, there, there's a denomination that kind of describes salvation that way. 
And that's not the case. That thief on the cross, Jesus told him, This day you shall be with me in paradise. This day salvation has come into thy house. The word of God says today is the day of salvation. And Jesus wants to heal any unsaved from the penalty of sin. And there's no question about it. His message tonight for us from this word is to come to Jesus for healing. Come to Jesus by faith. And how? I kind of picture myself back when I was unsaved and, and, and if the preacher said what I just said, well, well, how? How do I come to Jesus for healing? As a, as, a, as a young child of God, how do I come to Jesus for healing? Well, just a few things. Will, will you tell Jesus today? Tell Jesus. Spill it all out to Him without excuses and without blame. Not that it's going to be news for Jesus. He knows it all. It's for our benefit that we might confess to Him, that we might spill it all out to Him and tell Him about it. Tell Him desperately. Maybe we're like this woman and we've tried to go other places for healing. Maybe we've tried to go to other people for healing. Oh, the answer is just someone is special in my life. That it, that's all it's going to take. That's all I need. No, we need Jesus for healing. And maybe we've gone somewhere else like this woman did. And we need to go to Jesus and tell Him that. We need to go to Him for only what He can give. And if we go anywhere else for what He can give, it's only going to get worse. Oh, Satan's tricky. And he'll make you feel like you're on the up and up for a little while before you come crashing down. It gets worse if we go anywhere but to Jesus. If we'll tell Him we're hopeless and we'll tell Him we're helpless without Him, He loves that. Tell Jesus, but not only tell Jesus. Let me say this after sharing a word like this. Touch Jesus. Touch Him. Touch Him as your personal healer by the hand of faith. It's not enough just to hear and to know that Jesus heals. He's a personal Savior. He's a personal healer. It doesn't help to know that He will if we won't. Tell Jesus and touch Jesus. Let me say this. Trust Jesus. Not with a perfect faith. No one has that. If it's real and sincere though, it will amaze Jesus. He's amazed at faith. And He will honor faith the size of a mustard seed if we will take that and go to Jesus for the healing that we need. Genuine faith, but not only trust Jesus, 
But as we've looked at the Word of God tonight, He would have us to do what He, what he led the woman to do. And that is to testify of Jesus. Jesus asked who touched His clothes. Not because He didn't know who it was, but for the one that He healed, for the one who did touch His clothes, to testify of what He did for her. Whatever measure of wellness we receive and healing and strength in whatever area, there is strength that is available. Whatever we have received, whatever has come to us, we're to give a word about it. Jesus loves that when we give a word about it. Tell of the great things that He has done. Jesus wants us to come to Him to be made well, and then He wants to make an instant witness out of us. He wants us to go and to tell. I'm not asking for this literally, but, but let me just ask tonight in a group like this. You know, do, do, you, do you have a testimony of your personal healer, Jesus Christ, in your life? There, there's, there's someone here tonight who at camp, said they, they didn't have a testimony. And that's when they realized they needed to be saved. What about us as children of God? Do we have a story to tell about the healing that Jesus has done in our lives? Because that's to be on every, in every chapter. On every page. Because He continually give, gives healing. He knows what we are. He knows exactly what we're facing in this world. He knows how weak we are without Him. He knows how temptation can just come and overwhelm us. And He wants to give strength to us. He wants to give healing. May we, everyone in here, if you're saved... We ought to have a word about our healer tonight. Maybe the thorn is still there that we have to deal with. But can you testify that His sufficient grace is greater than the thorn? We have access to grace. And it's inexhaustible. Grace that is greater than all of our sin. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I love that. I, I need that. Our mouths need to open. Maybe we need healing in some area. Something, something's gone on and it's kind of closed our mouths. We need healing so that we will say so. Say so to others who are in need of it. When He gives testimony to a life, He wants to hear it from our lips. He deserves to hear it. We should delight in saying it. Sometimes I don't know how to close a message but I'm just going to close it and we're going to have prayer and invitation right after I read this one last verse.
from the 66th Psalm and verse 16. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. Let us bow. Almighty Father, we bow before you again tonight. We thank you for a time to be in your house. And Lord, I, I thank you for your timeless word. And how this event in history that you gave to us perfectly applies to our life tonight. I want to thank you tonight that strength is available. I want to thank you that you are a mighty healer still tonight. And as you search hearts, Lord, I, I thank you for, for drawing us to a place to make us see that we need to come to you for healing. That our lives be not hindered from the purpose that you have given unto us. That we might give you glory. That we might testify of the restored state that you bring us to spiritually. We praise your holy name tonight, Lord. I thank you for the glorious power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures. And you did that for us in our place that anyone might come to you knowing they're a sinner trusting in you Jesus Christ to save them from their sins we pray that that would happen tonight that one would have the boldness that they might even step out and testify before all God's people that they have been saved we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone, please stand and spend your time with the Lord now.